This is Parkinson's and Me. This is Season 3, Episode 10, the last episode of the season, Parenting with Parkinson's. Hi, my name is Daniel. At the beginning of 2018, I noticed that my pinky finger just stuck out randomly. Wasn't really worried about it. Sure, it was strange, but life went on. During that year, things grew much more complex. And by the end of 2019, I was officially diagnosed with young onset Parkinson's disease. Since then, my life has been drastically changed. Some, of course, not for the best, but a lot of it has been for the better. For those of you that have listened to me for quite some time, know that the podcast has really changed in its perspective because I have changed. I started out grappling with the diagnosis. What does that mean? How does that affect my life? And what was I going to do about it? To now, I think I'm farther down the road. I am desperately trying to make sure that I am not a victim of PD. Altering my perspective and changing my thoughts, rebuilding the foundations of who I am. Hopefully this is a process that will keep me from succumbing to the way of life this disease wants to dictate. This is the last episode of the season. I'm not going away. This isn't my last episode. For this season, I have focused on Speak Life. It allows me to place a theme around a certain amount of episodes. All the episodes have been inspired by the different parts that make up Speak Life. A friend recently asked me, Daniel, what do you mean when you say Speak Life? That's really a great question because as I thought about it, I found that it means so many things to me at once. The first thing, it's a mentality of encouraging and service. It makes me hyper aware about the kindness of my thoughts. The cool thing that I've noticed is when I say things out loud, that my thoughts begin to match what I'm saying. It's been a very powerful awareness. The second thing that Speak Life means to me is it's a goal for me to achieve. It's a way for me to better myself. Finally, the third thing that Speak Life means to me is it represents the type of intentionality that I've been placing such a high priority. You can listen through the episodes of this season, but just to name a few things that I've been very intentional about is creating and doing new things with my wife that we would not have done before if I did not have Parkinson's. Intentionally doing things with my son. My family and I, we've gone whitewater rafting. We went up to Cooperstown to see the Baseball Hall of Fame. We went and stayed at a cabin this winter. It's things to me that I don't think I really would have done if I wasn't diagnosed. So this is a time to where I want to say thank you. For those of you that wrote in, it really is such an encouragement. I can't tell you or express to you how much it means to me that you write in. Surely does go a long way for me not to feel like I'm alone. And hopefully you don't feel as alone either. Jim wrote me one of the most encouraging emails. It had my head in the clouds for an entire evening. 
I'll summarize by saying that he was inspired by how I keep hope and focus on what's important to me. Your son, your wife, family, job, life. You don't let Parkinson's dictate your life. You focus on what you can do. He continues by saying, I love how you strive to move forward regardless of your burdens. I love the way you strive to change your perspective and focus on blessings you have. Jim also went on to reference my brother Brian in the last episode. He says, I love when you two do an episode together. Brian is like a reporter asking the hard stuff while also celebrating when you get off the sidelines. The warmth between you two is evident. Just that Jim took the time to write that, that that's what he heard from listening. It was just a huge encouragement. That helps me face the day more. I think we all could use more encouragement. Also, Angel uh, sent me an email saying that he was diagnosed four years ago on April 11th. He said he was 47 years old. He said, my faith and trust in Jesus, along with the support of my family, have been critical for me. However, I still deal with occasional anxiety and sadness. I choose every day to lean into the truth of Jeremiah 29, 11. When asked about being diagnosed relatively young, my response confuses some people. I view it as a blessing because now I know I can prioritize what's important to me and my family. While I still work full time, I now make time for saying yes to last minute invites to go fishing, hunting, trips, etc. Creating experiences and memories while I can. Thanks again for your podcast. How cool is that? Angel, thank you so much. This demonstrates that I'm not the only one with Parkinson's disease who is striving toward a life that matters versus simply hanging it up, being wrapped in defeat. Audrey also reached out to let me know that as a caregiver of multiple family members with Parkinson's, that my podcast is appreciated. What you're doing, that's rough. Thank you so much. And of course, there's Christine. Christine, I feel like I can't say anything in addition to how grateful I am that you're just always an encouragement to me. And maybe you want to write in, let me know what's going on, let us know what's going on. I'd love to hear from you. I'm going to include the ways to contact me at the end of this episode. I always do. The main topic that I wanted to focus this last episode on, a question that was sent in from Brent. Brent wrote several months ago and asked that I share more about my relationship with my son. Brent has three teenage kids in his house, and he said that he struggles with discussing Parkinson's disease while keeping a brave face. Tell you the truth, nothing gets me more emotional or tearful quicker than when I'm talking about how Parkinson's disease affects my family, especially my son. For those of you who don't know, my son is 14 years old, and this fall, he's turning 15. Wow, jeez, I don't have a lot of time left with him living in our house. When I was first diagnosed, he had just turned 11. So let me start with what it was like back then when we first started on this road. My son was already concerned. I had lost much of my ability to use my arm correctly. My hands were very slow and I couldn't play like I used to. We didn't know why. But this had him concerned. When I was diagnosed, I was floored. In my mind, the show was over. 
I think we can all relate when we first learn about Parkinson's disease and when it really hits home that this is talking about us here. This is our life. And the outlook isn't good. Originally, I wanted to make sure that I was very real with him, but I didn't know how to communicate any of this. I went between wanting to completely hide it from him to sitting him down and letting him know that, hey, it was great being your father, but I'm not going to be able to continue in that. After the months wore on, and I was honest with him, but I was trying to play it safe too. I did what I think many of us do. We hide it. When I did try to bring it up with him and to share things with him, it was very obvious to me that it was too heavy for him. It was too heavy for me. It still is. Looking back, I wasn't able to keep up being a really involved dad. I don't blame myself anymore. Being in the mix with him, you know, doing things that he cared about, I was simply overwhelmed. I mean, he was 11 years old. What is he supposed to do with that? <laughs> you know, I've asked myself, you know, what type of father am I? Sometimes I come back with really good results and say, you know, I've done this. I will say that I feel I am much better than I was two years ago, three years ago, certainly. But when things get really dark and my perspective turns in on myself, I just know I'm going to be a huge burden to them. So in many ways, what I'm doing now is to try to make up for that burden that I'm going to be. It's very hard to keep a brave face, exactly what Brent shared. There are times to where I feel like coaching my son's team this past spring. I feel really good about that, wanting to get into what he's doing. However, he's a teenager, and that brings its own challenges. We're not able to have the type of fun that we once did. It's not as easy as it once was. I'm not the only major person other than my wife that's in his life. Part of that is really a good thing. But how can I be a, a dad involved in what he's doing while I'm kind of falling apart? That's when the importance of realizing that I can throw out the script that I was thinking my life was going to be by having Parkinson's disease. That's why my outlook is so important. My opinion fluctuates as to how much I tell him. Where I kind of settled on this is I will tell him when there are significant changes in the progression of PD. I just feel like he doesn't need to be reminded. I believe he's getting old enough to where he can notice for himself what is going on with me. Now, that was not always the case. However, I hope that we have a close enough relationship to where he feels like he can ask me. I've been truthful about my condition to him without focusing too much, I hope, on the different ways the progression will occur. Why do I put on a brave face? Well, there's several reasons for this. Number one, when I was first diagnosed, I couldn't help but focus only on Parkinson's and how it was going to ruin my life, and I was never able to escape from it. This was beginning to take a toll on my marriage, so I had to make a change. I have a tendency to get stuck in my thoughts. So with Parkinson's and me focused on it, I was stating everything that was wrong constantly. My wife would ask me, how are you doing? And it never was good. 
that had to start to chip away at her. She never said anything, but she is an amazing person. But I had to think of it. What if my wife came home every day from work? And every day she only focused on the negative things that happen. We all have bad days. We all have rough seasons. But I'm talking about she never was able to look away from it. Things would always be terrible. The struggle for me as her spouse would be if this turned into months or years. If she never focused on anything else but the horrible experiences at work, eventually it would start to have a serious impact another time when I put on a brave face, when I don't know what else to do. Many times, I don't know what to think or what the next step is. However, I know for my loved ones that the load is going to be very heavy. I can choose freaking out. I can choose a brave face. What I've started doing, if I don't know what to do, then I will try to be a bridge for my family and loved ones, for them to walk across to the other side to where they will be able to face it and also to help me on dealing with it. I want to provide them sure footing because I will need that as well. And if I'm not able to provide that, which sometimes I'm not, then we can all tumble our way through it together and try to figure it out together. Another reason I put on a brave face, this has been the most surprising one. I'm noticing by doing this that I'm actually becoming brave. I'm not saying that I will always put on a brave face. If I feel like I have to, then that is emotional suicide for me. Hopefully, this explains why I put on a brave face and why I feel it's necessary. Again, this is only for me. If I tried to do this when I was first diagnosed those first few years, it would have been a disaster. I had to grieve for the loss that I'm experiencing. I still do. What are my current challenges being a dad with Parkinson's disease? First off, the stress can disable me. Sometimes it is tempting to not be a parent. Part of that is because when he angers me or just, yeah, whatever, that type of attitude, that stress has a much more predominant effect physically on my life. Going back real quick to when I was first diagnosed, I was trying to be more of a buddy-buddy to him because I didn't know about my time left. But I really had to ask and still ask, is this what's best for him? If I'm too much of a buddy and not a parent, then that removes a key advantage that he'll have for later. I have to let go sometimes, walk away, not make a stand because my body will lock up. My mind will be blown out when this tension arises early in the mornings. There have been times that my day has been shot. I'm gathering since there's no manual that comes along with being a dad, much less a dad with Parkinson's, that this is just kind of how it goes. It's going to be different for me than those that don't have the disease. Same with Brent. Second is I want to provide him with the best foundation that I can. Helping him build a foundation can be very difficult work. Think about creating a foundation. It's money, it's treacherous, 
It's unglamorous. However, it is the most important part of the home, the building. And this is going to carry him through for the rest of his life. Another challenge that I have, raising my sons. How vulnerable can I be with them? As a father, as a parent, you want to be strong. You want to be assertive. And of course, you want to be that dad that can handle so many things. But I think it's important that there are times that I share with them what scares me, what concerns me. I'm guilty about there being too many times to where I use having Parkinson's disease as an example when we talk. Whenever he says, well, you don't understand what it's like to be a teenager. You don't understand you know, the amount of schoolwork that I have. You don't understand what it's like to struggle. Sometimes I don't hold back and I say, you know, I actually do. Or when he says, I can't do this because of, I have a hard time putting up with that. But I need to be careful of how often I bring up Parkinson's disease because I don't want it to be a door that is immediately shut between us. And it can be. Oftentimes, I'm ready to move the conversation to, well, what are we going to do about it, bud? What can we do that's not being done now? How can we change our mentality? Sometimes he's not ready for that. Oftentimes, he can't see that. He's just a kid. Well, he's not a kid anymore. You know, you get it. He's somewhere in between. It is so important that he knows as he gets older, buddy, I don't blame you for not knowing. There wasn't a way for you to know. You are as understanding towards my challenges of PD as someone could be at your age. I don't want him to feel guilty because he couldn't understand. I want to make sure that I show him how to be kind honoring, respectful of others, and how to handle adversity. This isn't specific to someone that's a dad and has Parkinson's disease. So as I wrap up this episode, it's allowed me to revisit the challenges of being a father with Parkinson's. Also, this has allowed me to see some of my more perfectionist tendencies. I just, I have them. And to acknowledge how little they help when I can embrace that I'm not going to be a perfect husband or father, I am far from it, then that allows me to enjoy what's happening right now. So the next episode will be the beginning of season four, and I already have a theme ready for it. But I want to thank those of you that continue to share with me. It means a lot. And I want to keep going and keep creating episodes for as long as I can. But may the Lord bless and keep you. May his face shine upon you and give you his peace. Have a wonderful summer. Try to stay cool. And I'll talk to you at the beginning of season four. So please wait for my contact information. Blessings to you all. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. If you would like to contact me, there are a couple ways. Number one is by email. And my email address is Parkinson's and me podcast at gmail.com. That's Parkinson's with an S and me podcast at gmail.com. Also, I've set up a voicemail and you can call that at 1706-873-1656. Again, that's 1706-873-1656. And I really hope that you will keep 
moving forward. <laughs>